and welcome to the Jane of All Trades podcast, a little show about a lot of things. I'm your host, Felicia York, and today I have the pleasure of sharing with you guys a conversation that I had with my friend, Janae of The Untamed Socialite. Janae is a model, blogger, and YouTuber who talks about beauty, fashion, travel, and mental health. We've been friends for about 10 years, and that friendship has looked differently throughout that time, and I thought it would be a great conversation to have about adult friendships and how they change. This will probably be a multi-part series about friendship, but today is the first part, and we get deep and vulnerable. Just a note, this episode was recorded in January of 2020 BC, that's before Corona, so keep that in mind, but I hope you enjoy. Take a listen. So, we met at, we met backstage for Figure Fashion Week, and we spoke really briefly, and then after that, um, you came and you did some work for Manic Magazine, which mm-hmm. um, I partnered with Selena Weeks, and she had this vision for, like, plus-size fashion, and it was going to be the next cutting-edge thing, and you were one of our first models. It's not the first model we booked. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I got nude that day. <laughs> yes. Um, I did. You know, we get the ladies out of their clothes. So, <laughs> no. Um, backstory, it was Kita. They made an ad about Blubber, and they said, like, save the whales. Something with Blubber, and it was, it was very fat-phobic. And Manic wanted to punch back and do our own, like, PETA ad, which you did get, you got naked for. It was very tasteful. Mm-hmm. It was cool. I would do it all over again. It was really nice. Oh, we should. We should get the gang back together and do a, an updated one, maybe next year, like 20 years later. Would it be 20 years? 10 years later. No. It would not be 20 years. <laughs> What the heck? Time is a social construct, okay? Oh, Lord. <laughs> but no, so we'll we'll have to pull that picture up, post it somewhere on the social so people know what we're talking about. Mm. But what's funny is that, I mean, you mentioned before that we sound alike and all that stuff. When I posted that picture on my Facebook, people thought that you were me. I believe it. We have the same face structure and eyebrows. Like, <laughs> we do. Uh, I believe it. It's just that I, mean, I have hair. I had hair at the time, and I think by then you had short hair already. So, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was the only. But, yeah, we, 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 we sound alike. I've said, you know, we sound alike, and we, we do favor, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe I should just post it and, and pretend that it's me. And, like, throw back Thursday. <laughs> just cat fish. Where is, where is MTV cat <laughs> Like, hello, this is me. Do you know why I'm calling? Like, yeah. So, we had some ebbs and flows, let's just say, in our friendship. After around 2009, 2010, we kind of dropped off a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
And then yeah. we reconnected. Actually, it was a, around makeup. That's that's kind of what yeah. bonded us because you hired me to be your makeup artist for different events and shows and stuff. Yeah. In 2013, I kind of came back to the modeling circuit, um, and I asked you to do my makeup, and um, you did my makeup for all the events that that week, and um, yeah, and then we lost contact after that. Well, it wasn't as long as it had been, and we lost contact until about 2014, and then 2014, you posted Basically, I think you were going, I want to say you were going to Paris. Like, you were going to Paris, and then you were moving to Seattle, like, all (laughs) in, like, the same week. Like, it was like, I'm going, I got to pack for Paris, and then I got to move to Seattle when I come back. And I'm like, what? You're moving? And then we got on the phone, and we stayed on the phone until probably, like, three or four in the morning, like, catching up. And... It was it was like the first time that like we had already kind of clicked. I feel like we had clicked in some way, but it was like the first time we really, really um, got to learn and know each other's stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was for me it was like a bonding moment. It was very vulnerable. It was very real. It was you know like I can remember like I was laying on my grandmother's bed and like we were having a conversation. You know, like we have been like close pals for years, you know, so it was a really good conversation and we stayed in touch briefly, but not really um, after that conversation. And then I would say now for like the past two or two, like the past like two and a half years, like two and a half years, um, we have been like in contact with each other at least constantly. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I came to visit you in Washington, and you showed me such a good time. And now we're going to Puerto Rico for your birthday. So now we're friends who are going to travel together, and I'm excited. Yay. Yeah, so, I mean, you made me sound so glamorous. Like, she's going to Paris, she's in Seattle. So I went to Paris in 2013. No, yeah, 2013. Okay. <sighs> time is so weird, like, honestly. And then 2013. 16, I moved to Seattle, but I was going to New Orleans first for okay. my birthday, and then I was going to Seattle to visit, and then I was like, okay, I'm just staying in Seattle. <laughs> and that's kind of right. Yeah. So wait, it was 2015 because I definitely talked to you. You were like, I'm packing <clears throat> to go to Seattle. I feel yes. like. You were like, I'm packed because we were on the phone and you were saying how you had so much stuff to get rid of. And, yeah, you were like, I'm packing. That's how I was like, you're packing to go to Seattle. So, yeah, you were like, I'm packing to go to Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, that that whole Seattle move will be, like, its own podcast because that story is kind of crazy how that happened. But, yeah, and then I feel like we've been through so much and just it has it's been a long time, but a short time, if that makes any sense. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So I really feel like friends are people that you have a connection, a genuine connection with that you can talk to about most things. Like, what do you think the role of a friend is in your adult life? Um, I think 
honestly, like my friends are my family. Literally, if I call you my friend and and you're my sister, you know, or my brother, because, you know, if I have a male friend or whatever. Um, I think friends are there for support, love, honesty. Um, Like I said, like, like you just said, like friends are the people that, you know, you can talk to most about anything. I think friends for me and my adult life, and I want to say, like, I don't consider 20s my adult life. Um, mm. I consider my 20s just kind of playing grown. I don't feel like I became grown <laughs> until I was 30. Um, and I feel like as I've gotten older, friendships have meant so much more for me. Um, I don't have a close connection. Well, I'm rebuilding some connections, but I haven't always had a close connection with the women in my family. So my friends became like whether it was that big sister role or that mother role or like that kind of thing um so yeah i would say that friends you know like they are your support system they're the people that can keep it real with you like i'm all for a friend pulling me up like well you know like you could have do such and such or you've been like you're good for this like you've been talking about doing such and such for a year now so like what are you doing with that or are you still going to do that and i think that those kind of friends are the best i wholeheartedly wholeheartedly agree i mean you know my story and and my sisters are a lot older than me they can be my mom basically and so Mm -hmm. i've always wanted kind of that connection with another woman that was a little bit closer to my age and I don't know I feel like we are kindred spirits we have Mm -hmm. very different upbringings and stuff like that but I don't know there's just something there a common thread that we hold Mm -hmm. on to yeah and it's genuine yeah that's the whole thing now there were three things now (laughs) that you said that I just kind of want to expound upon so the whole idea for this kind of podcast kind of came up when I was on Twitter, and this guy tweeted, um, not, I can't remember verbatim, but he was basically like, people in therapy are in therapy because they don't have friends. If you got good friends, then you don't need therapy. And <laughs> it's like, uh-huh. like, not to, you know, talk down mm-hmm. on men, but I feel like that's such a manly thing to say. Mm-hmm. And you and I, we talked extensively about therapy. You know, I'm trying to get in. And, you know, uh, what do you think about that? Was he a black man that said that? I was going to ask that. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but I felt like yes. I needed to ask that, of course. <laughs> of course. No, you know. <laughs> um, I don't believe that. Like, you know that I have gone to therapy now. I've been in therapy since I was six, um, mm. on and off. But literally, I have going to like actually really really like do the deep work in therapy um since I was about 32 um mm-hmm. so no my therapist and I actually talk about my like my friendships come up in my therapy session like my therapist and I talk about me having friends and you know like me I talk to my therapist a lot about whether I'm a good friend or how to be a good friend and stuff like that. So, no, I do not think that people that go to therapy are there because they don't have friends because sometimes, you know, your friends 
Um, I think a lot of times in friendships, I'm not saying this is our friendship, but a lot of times in our friendship, in friendships, a lot of bonds are trauma bonds, especially Mm -hmm. when you have friends from a young age and you all went through this together and that together. So a lot of things are, are trauma, are, are trauma based. And I feel like I'm not in that space of my trauma anymore. So no, I don't not, you know, I don't go to therapy because I don't have friends. I talk to you about everything, you know, like mm-hmm. I have, you know, like two other friends, they're actually my cousins, but they're, they, we've built friendships that I talk to about, you know, whatever. And it, I, you know, no, I don't, no. The <laughs> person that said that, disagree. <laughs> yeah, wholeheartedly disagree. The person that said that doesn't have friends. They don't. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like, I'm trying to figure out how to word it. So because you have a therapist and you work mm-hmm. out whatever your issues are with that person, do you feel free to talk to your friends about some of the same things you would talk to your therapist about? Like what emotional, I don't want to say baggage, but what emotional, mm-hmm. let's just say baggage, whatever, mm-hmm. do you feel comfortable placing onto your friends? Because at some point you need, you have feelings, you need to work through them in the moment. You mm-hmm. can't wait for your next session. Do you feel comfortable working through that stuff in your friendships as well? So, yes, yes, and no. Um, I think, like, I'm that friend that I'll say, hey, I'm, like, is it okay if I lay this on you right now? Like, I'm big for that, like, saying, hey, you know, because I used to be the friend that would just, like, blurt out whatever I was feeling and not really think about what the other person was dealing with or what the other person was going through. Um, Mm -hmm. I would say when I did not have coping mechanisms to deal with certain things, like, traumas in my life or things that happened between me and my mom or me and my, my dad or my aunt or my sisters or whatever, my friends, you know, were the, the, the like, they, that was the conversation, you know, like, oh, you know, this is going on with me and this, this and that. I feel like now that I have coping mechanisms, I do talk to my friends about this stuff, but it may be like, uh, you know, this is what I'm dealing with and this is how I'm dealing with it. Or um, this is what I'm going through. I'm a little bit frustrated, you know, um, I'll deal with it in therapy. Um, or, you know, my friends, if I do tell you all something I'm going through, you all will say X, Y, and Z, and it's like, okay, but I'll still go talk to my therapist about it. Um, mm-hmm. And I may even say to my therapist, like, yeah, I was telling my friend, and my friend said this or that. And oftentimes, you know, it depends on the friend. Like, some friends just give the craziest of advice that it's just like <laughs> – and then other friends who are more grounded and who are dealing with their own stuff or have dealt with their own stuff, their um, their advice is a bit more in tune to what my therapist would, would say. Yeah. I mean, you need that friend that's going to be like, no, girl, we going to ride out and we're going to mm-hmm. go through his window. We're going to slash his tires. <laughs> Like, I, I remember telling you something one time about me and my husband, and you were like, well, you're not leaving him, so. And I think I was kind of, like, saying that. Like, I'm leaving him. I'm finished with this. And you were like, you're not leaving him, so, like, you know, you need to figure this out. And it's the same exact thing that my therapist said when I boarded up to her that Sunday. So, yeah. And then I have some friends that's like, girl, you could come sleep on my couch, you know. Um, <laughs> and it's just kind of like, 
And those are the friends I go to when I really want to just, like, I don't want, like, you know your friends that you can go to for sensible advice. And you know your friends that you're going to go to and they're going to be like, girl, let's go. You know, you're like, okay, we're not really going to do that, though. But that was a good, you know. Yeah. I mean, okay, so that's that's kind of funny because I think earlier this week I was like, I need to vent. And you were just like, okay, Mm -hmm. this is it, one through five. This is what's going on. I hear you. I understand what you're saying. But I feel like basically the message was, you need to chill out. <laughs> like, everything going to be okay. So it's kind of interesting that you did bring up your husband, because I was going to ask another question regarding that, like, mm-hmm. friendships and marriage. Because, honestly, I mean, you're team married. I'm team single. Mm-hmm. I feel like, obviously, I respect your marriage, and I respect everybody's marriages out there. But when I hear, my husband is my best friend, I really want to just, red or like when i'm on dating apps and men are like i'm looking for my best friend like you should already have a best friend yeah (laughs) well so in a sense my husband is my best friend um like i say i'm one of those people that say that but i say it to him i don't necessarily write it out loud (laughs) my friends will be like girl you would just my husband is my best friend, but it's more of a, um, like, in a vulnerability aspect. Like, mm. I can be extremely vulnerable with him, like, you know, like, like extremely vulnerable. Like, my husband has seen me through things that even I have protected my friends from seeing me. Like, I'll share this on your podcast because um, I suffer from mental health issues, and I'm sure we'll talk about it you know, along the way, and one of the questions you asked, you sent me over. But um, I've protected a lot of my friends from that because it's ugly. And Mm -hmm. my husband, though, you know, like he saw me through all those things and he still loved me. And that's where the best friend thing comes in. Um, Like this person that is like seeing you basically at your most vulnerable, this person that's seen you at your lowest, at your sickest or whatever, and they still were able to love you and still can love you and still not, like, see what they saw. Because for some people, and even in some friendships, it's hard to unsee certain things, you know? And so for me, when I say my husband is my best friend, that's what I mean. And when I came, it's crazy because when I came into my marriage, um, my cousin was at the time my best friend. We're still very close. We actually say that we're sisters as opposed to cousins. Um, but I, like I told you, like I feel like as I've gotten older, my friendships have evolved from this whole idea of best friend thing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I want to talk about that a little bit later too. But, yeah, this whole idea of best friend thing, like you are my sister, you know, mm-hmm. like you, you, are, you are my sister. I don't have a what I would classify at this moment in my life of best friend. I have sisters. That's very interesting because I still use the term best friend. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, in high school, your best friend is the person that you always hang out with and you always talk to. And it's kind of like that sister relationship, but mm-hmm. it's because of proximity. But mm-hmm. then, 
you know, you get older, people move away, um, priorities shift, people get married, they have children, and those friendships kind of evolve. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, do you think we should all retire as grown, grown women, the, uh, retire the best friend label? I think to each his own, for me, it's retired because, honestly, if we go by, like, the high school classification, you would technically be, like, my best friend. You're the person, like, I literally text you every day, and if I don't hear from you, like, if we don't text in two or, like, two days, I think maybe the most, or three days, I'm like, what's going on with her? Like, what is something, like, you know, so I would say, like, for to each his own, um, I just, I did up until, it's funny because I have kind of, like, changed that because up until recently, I had a, quote, unquote, best friend, and some things happened, and I had to reevaluate myself. I had to reevaluate that friendship, and it was like, no, that's not my best friend. At this point, I mean, we're not beefing, but we are not friends that are in communication with each other either, you know? So for me, I think the best friend term has been kind of jaded because even dating back to high school, the people that were my quote unquote best friends, um, literally something shady happened, whether it was on my end or their end, and we are not friends. Mm. So anyway, I just want to recap that I'm Janine's best friend. (laughs) BFF. Hey, girl. And I would say, yeah, like, if that's that classification, like, I know my best friend, Alicia, like, she's going to be like, what? <laughs> but I love you, Alicia. <laughs> um, I mean, you touched on so many things. You're just, like, a wealth of just wisdom and information. I love it. So oh, thank you. I think, so listening to you, and then I, my, I talked to my niece, who is exactly 10 years younger than me. Mm-hmm. Um. And her her birthday is like the day after mine, so we're both crazy Aquarians. <laughs> um, she's going through the same thing that I went through in my twenties, which was friendship friendships changing, people mm-hmm. moving on, and not necessarily in the right direction. I mean, well, in the same direction. Mm-hmm. And um, how do you deal with with that? So. <sighs> This is really cliche, but I honestly literally believe in the season, reason, and lifetime thing. Um, I don't feel like since I've been grown or I would say like in my, even in my 20s, my, my, yeah, my, my faux grown up time, um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that, I, like when I look back on it, the people that were my friends then, they aren't my friends now. I have evolved and I look back and it's like, you know, I was listening to the radio one time and it was like some gospel channel and and no, I don't listen to gospel often. So, yeah, um, mm-hmm. it was some gospel channel <laughs> and they were saying like, you know, people would be removed from your life and it's never like any beef. It's never any problems. They just kind of like fade away. And that's literally a prayer that I prayed about. Um, so literally it's just kind of like when people leave my life, um, I just kind of like it was for a reason, you know, like I'm not saying it doesn't bother me. And it's crazy because um, literally when you, because remember I actually sent me a few questions just mm-hmm. to see where the conversation was going to go. And I have a journal and I write quotes out in my journal. 
And the page that I turned to to write the questions down, the quote at the top said, anything I lost, I wasn't supposed to have. Anybody Mm -hmm. I lost, I wasn't supposed to be around. And it definitely resonates with that, you know, like people change. You know, growing up, I grew up where in a, like, I grew up going to living in the hood, the girl from the hood, and I went to private school, and I wasn't hood enough to have a lot of hood friends. And I wasn't pretty enough to have a lot of private school friends. And so for me, people came and went out of my life a lot. And, you know, everybody is just like, oh, that's, you know, we were friends for two weeks. And it's like, oh, yes, this is my best friend, you know. And it's <laughs> kind of like, girl, no, you don't even know them. Like, that's not your best friend. You know, as, I, as I've gotten older and look at it. And so I'm a person that when people go, our, our paths cross for whatever the reason it was. And Sometimes there are friends that leave remnants and you say, well, dang, why did that happen? But it's just kind of like, you know, you've got to let go and grace. Yeah. So when you have had, so we both love friendships for different reasons. Like, have you ever been the cause of a friendship ending? Um, I would say yes. I would say that um, I had, a few friendships that, and I, and I, but I look back on them and I still think like we were never really going to ever be lifelong friends. Like I had mm. friends, you know, um, people that were good friends to me and life just kind of separated us. Like, you know, I was doing something different than they were doing. Um, like I said, like my mental health, um, and I don't want to blame that on everything, but a lot of times I would get into these moods and I would just up and go, you know, like I would mm-hmm. just disappear out of people's lives. And sometimes when you come back to people's lives, it's not, it's not the same. Um, I have friends who, you know, they would show up for me, but then when they needed me to show up for them, I wasn't always there, whether it was, you know, through my mental health, through me being lazy, through me not wanting to be around other people. So I've missed out on some some pretty decent friendships, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. And I would say, like, my own toxic stuff. You know, like, I went through a lot of growing pains and a lot of figuring myself out and a lot of finding myself. And I definitely have not always been this well-rounded person that you're having this conversation with. And I mm-hmm. know that along the way, I hurt a lot of people and not necessarily with, you know, like I've never had like a fist fight with a friend or anything like that, but with my um, actions, um, my words, you know, I would make situations up, you know, with my friends that weren't really situations because I had my own insecurities and my own stuff that was going on with me. Like I remember my here we go, best friend. Um, mm-hmm. I went to her birthday party. She was upstairs. She never came. Like, I never saw her. It was like this club in Atlantic City. I never saw her. And a week prior to us, me even going to her party, we were talking about me um, going out with an ex. And I was like, yeah, I'm only going to go out with him for the food. And she was like, that's low. And I was upset with her for saying that. She was like, and I said it to her. She was like, well, no, like, I I wasn't saying it like that. I was just saying, like, why even waste your time? But I was still upset with her for that. And I went to her party, and I felt insecure. I didn't think I looked the best. I was really, really, like, just going through my own stuff. She 
says that she came downstairs and she couldn't find me. However, when I never saw her at her party, I left. I was upset. Um, two days or three days later, she called me and was like, where were you? And I was like, I was at your party. Like, where were you? And we had this conversation and I don't remember it verbatim. I just remember me saying like, I never thought I was good enough to be your friend in the first place. And Ooh. her and I, mind you, were college roommates. And so she was like, she never said like, you knew you were good enough to be my friend. She never said any of that. It was just like, she just let me attack her. We were on instant messenger. And I literally was like, just text, like, just writing away, writing away, writing away. And she was like, are you finished? And I was like, um, yeah. And I was like, you don't have anything to say? And she was like, no. And mm. she texted me maybe like three weeks after that. and was like, what was my address? And I gave it to her. And I was like, you know, hey, girl. And, I, and she kind of didn't have any rap for me. And then three weeks after that, she got married. And I wasn't in, invited to her wedding. Oh, wow. Yeah. And by the grace of, like, whatever, the universe, God, whoever, we're friends now, but it took a lot. Like, our friendship has forever changed, and we've kind of, like, we go through, you know, times where we talk and we don't talk, but I know, like, I lost, like, a really good, good friend then, and we didn't talk. It took tragedy for us to be friends again, you know, like, we didn't talk for like two years after that mm -hmm. and um you know i my aunt passed away and another friend reached out and told her and when i looked up at the funeral she was there and we became friends from there and just recently she came to my house and she we talked about it and she asked me she was like what was that about and i was like it was me it was something mm -hmm. it was it was insecurities in me and all i wanted you to say was you are good enough to be my friend because to mm -hmm. me that meant I was good enough as a person and that had nothing to do with you. So, mm -hmm. I mean, she's not the only friend that I have, you know, lost by having that level of like insecurity. Wow. Well, thank you so much for <laughs> sharing that story. I mean, it takes a lot of strength and a lot of courage. Um, to share something like that and to be introspective and to say, okay, wait, I was wrong in that situation. This is why. And wow. Well, thank you. Building on that, do you feel like you should or could go to counseling or therapy with a friend to work through those issues? No. Really? <laughs> I just not the answer. I just don't. I just don't think, I think that, like, counseling to me is for me. Um, counseling is for marriage, maybe. Um, but my friends, I don't really think, like, I feel like if we need to go to counseling to work, like, a mediator is one thing. Like, you know, if me, if well, if not me and you, but if me and a friend weren't talking and they knew my husband or something, and I'm like, you know, we all need to sit down and talk and, like, that kind of thing, or if there was, like, a group of friends or whatever like that. But to go to counsel with my friend, I just feel like, I just feel like when you choose people to be in your life, I mean, the one exception, of course, is your 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 spouse, you know, like, that's just a vow that you took. But I feel like when you choose people to be in your life, it should, anything requires 
some level of working, right? Whether that's you mm-hmm. know that your um like the way that you speak to one of your friends, like the way that you like the way that you you usually would give advice. Like I can sometimes I've been told like I'm very abrupt sometimes, and so I've learned to not you know when my friends ask me for it. When my friends vent, I'm like most of the time I'm like do you want advice or are you just venting? <laughs> Especially if it's something deep, but some people, they, you, they're they just like, they're just like, it is what it is. Like one of those, I'm just me kind of things. But I feel like if you, it, it shouldn't be that much work to be somebody's friend and counseling costs money and all those things. And literally if we need counseling to be friends, then we should not be friends. Interesting. Okay. Yes, do you so think you should like, go to counseling with friends? <laughs> Maybe, maybe. It depends. So, like, if we're friends, I've been friends with someone for a very long time, and Mm -hmm. I feel like in the past, and I'm probably a little bit like this now, um, I don't don't advocate for myself as much as I should in relationships and friendships. And, um... This person has said a bunch of things and done a bunch of things in the course of our friendship that Mm -hmm. has really made me take a step back. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, like, I told them, like, hey, when you said this, that was hurtful. And they kind of, like, brushed it off. But Mm -hmm. in my head, I'm like, I don't really want to be your friend no more. So I think to preserve the longevity, like this long friendship that we've had, maybe we should go to counseling. Maybe we should speak to somebody so that, I don't know, I feel like I'm being heard or that I am really advocating for myself as I should. I don't know. I don't know. I feel it's interesting because I feel like if my friend back then would have been like, I need to go to counseling. I know that the counseling session, because what I've learned about people is the things that they say and do to you. And that story that I just told is a big example of that. It has more to do with them than it has to do with you. And so I think that um, if that person is not going to counseling for themselves, then there is nothing from my experience with counseling, I think the reason why I said no is because, like I said in the beginning, I've been in counseling since I was six. So mm-hmm. literally, if that person is not in counseling for themselves and if that person is not dealing with whatever they have dealing with that they can't see that they've done something wrong to you or that they've hurt their friend and it's just like, oh, well, that's just how I am, then you go into relationship counseling because that's basically what it is. You go into mm-hmm. relationship counseling with them, it's only going to make you frustrated. It's only going to make you be like, you know what, I really don't want to be this person's friend. And now I'm mad because I spent $145 to figure out that I don't want to be their friend. But, but to me, I feel like it might be worth it, though. Because, um, so? A, we're going to split that. But, B, <laughs> um, <laughs> I you think know, you should I, try it. Eh, I don't know. I say that, but in theory, I don't. I say that in theory, but I don't know if I will actually do it in practice. But what I mean is that I know intuitively. Everybody knows that phrase, like, hurt people, hurt people, and all that other stuff. But at the end of the day, you're still the a person that was hurt. 
And mm-hmm. when you're trying to communicate with someone, I don't know if that person shut down because they knew that they messed up and they didn't know how to truly acknowledge and apologize for it or mm-hmm. if they really didn't they didn't take it as seriously as I did. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we'll, we won't know. I guess, and so, like, we have another sit-down. But, I mean, I've been across the country for most of my friends for a very long time. So it's it's a different dynamic now when I go in and see people because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just not there. So how do you feel about this whole thing of, like, nobody owes you an, expl- an explanation in regards to people just not showing up or not communicating as well as they should? It irritates me, honestly. And it's funny Mm -hmm. that it irritates me because, like, I used to be that person that would just ghost. Like, Mm -hmm. I think I've ghosted on you before. I I have. I have ghosted on you before. Like, I used to be that person that would just, like, like, literally, I would literally go, like, months without social media. Like, my friends would be like, girl, I thought something happened to you. Like, Without mm. social media, without, you know, like a text, a call, or anything. And it would just be, you know, sometimes it would be things going on in my, my, my family life. And it would just be like, I don't feel like I can talk to my friends about this because I just feel like this is my entire life. You know, like I was a, I was a caretaker. I've been a caretaker for a very long time. And it just is very isolating. You're like, I don't have anything to talk. Like, a lot of my stuff is I don't have anything to talk to my friends about. So, you know, I just have this mundane mundane thing going on, and you're traveling to Paris or wherever across the world. And what am I going to talk to you about? What diapers I picked out today? Like, you know, so for me now, it irritates the heck out of me because it's like, are they okay? Did something happen to them? And especially in this, like, age of social media and, you know, and every day you literally see RIP down your timeline from, you know, mm. whether it's a, a celebrity, whether it's somebody's cousin, somebody's mom, somebody's grandma, and, you know, you're just kind of like, okay, you you got it. You take stock of your folks, and then you're like, okay, I haven't talked to so-and-so. You know, normally our um, – you know, our schedule is I text every morning or, you know, our schedule is like we at least talk every two days. So for me, it's like annoying. And and also it's weird because like I used to be the friend that ghosted on people and literally ghosting like I missed someone's wedding. Not Ooh. just my best friend who I told you about, but I had a cousin who we were very close and she got married. And I thought that I was not invited to her wedding. And the whole time, my invitation, because when I ghost on people, I ghost on life, too. So, literally, Mm -hmm. I don't get my mail. I don't do any of that. And so, um, it's like, fuck them bills. Um, Mm -hmm. I know, but really. (laughs) Right. So, it's like, I literally ghosted on her, and she got married. And we have talked since then, but our relation, and like, and when I say talk, literally not on the phone. We have talked via messenger maybe two or three times, but our relationship is null and void, and we were very close. I've missed a baby shower, um, and then, like, I used to do this thing where I would ghost, and I would pop back up, and I used to get gratification out of my friends saying, I'm worried about you. And then I had a 
friend who didn't say that she was worried about me. Actually, she didn't call me. She didn't text me. And it was like, I had to think about it. But she had been going through 10 years of me being her friend, being in somebody's life, pop, you know, disappearing out of nowhere and popping back up. And it's just like, those inconsistencies aren't okay. I'm not saying that you have to talk to your friends every day, because that's not necessarily like the norm, you know, like, You don't have to talk to your friends every day, but at least keep your friends engaged, whether it's via social media or something, so that people know that you're all right or, you know, it's nothing with, like, I do, at least with my friends, I don't talk to, like, often, like, weekly. I do, like, monthly check-ins with my friends. So, you know, it's just a text, like, hey, how are you? What's going on with you? Not long, you know, and that's that. Wow. So I think that pretty much covers it. I thought this was going to be a short conversation, but... I'm sorry. (laughs) No, don't be sorry. I really like it. I feel like you dropped some gems. And I don't know. I I really think that this is a thought-provoking conversation. It may not be the last one we'll have because, I mean, you know, we'll have to come come together again and, and talk about some other facets of friendship, because I do have some other things that I want to talk about with you. Um, Anyway, tell the people where they can reach you, how to slide in your DMs on Instagram for that friendship. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, So you can reach me on Instagram. It's the underscore untamed underscore socialite. Um, I have a blog, it's the untamedsocialite.com, and I have a YouTube channel that will be coming out in March, and that is the Untamed Socialite on YouTube as well. So the, again, on Instagram, underscore untamed underscore socialite. Sweet. So thank you so much for spending time and talking with me. Thank and you for having me and saying <laughs> such great things about me. Like, oh, my gosh, I'm so in love with you, girl. <laughs> ah. I mean, I thought your friends should be your greatest cheerleaders and your greatest trolls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, hey, girl, you're amazing, but also you're feasting. Just so yeah, you know. girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we're going to wrap this up. And thank you again. Thanks, Boop. Once again, I'd like to thank Janae of the Untamed Socialite for her willingness to be real and transparent. I'd also like to thank you guys for listening. And I want to hear your thoughts. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're hearing my voice right now. You can also reach out to me at Jane of All Trades Pod on Instagram. And if you want to be a guest or you have an episode idea, email me at Jane of All Trades Pod at gmail.com. Till next time. Bye.